Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app, Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We're also on Dash Radio on their Nothing But Net channel every single weeknight at 7 p.m. Make sure you check out Five Reasons YouTube channel. We're going to have some announcements for you soon about some new programming that's going there. Hit the like and subscribe buttons. We're getting close to 20,000. I don't know. Maybe the 20,000 subscriber will get something special from us. Also, FiveReasonsSports.com. Spell that one out for the latest takeaways from Brady Hawk. Hussam Patel and others on the teams in town and check out the great sponsors of the five reasons sports network. We mentioned this one all the time. This is our fantasy partner. It's prizepicks.com. You can get it at the Google play store. You can get it at the app store, but you got to use the code five F I V E your initial deposit match up to hundred dollars. Make sure you're checking out the NFL props on there. You may see something you like that you won't see in about a month. So get locked in right now. Go to prize picks, use the code five F I V E. And for betting, go to Better Edge, B-E-T-T-O-R Edge, D-E-D-G-E.com backslash five reasons. That's betteredge.com backslash five reasons. You don't need a code for that one. Just go use that link and they'll get $20 to play. This is peer-to-peer gambling. So it's very different from Prize Picks, which is our fantasy partner. Um, but the thing is, like Prize Picks, it is legal. Um, and you don't have to go offshore or anything like that. And that's why we promote them. So go to betteredge.com backslash five reasons. Get the line you want. Do it legally and get 20 bucks to play using that link. And now, tonight's episode. Down uh, five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor plan, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. Our Ethan Skolnick back on Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. We gave Greg a night off tonight. We got Alex Toledo. You can follow him at Tropical Blanket. Greg's getting a haircut, so I don't know what that's going to look like. He doesn't have that much to begin with. Uh, Brady Hawk, you can follow him at Brady Hawk. 305 and this is kind of a moving the chains episode you know we're gonna probably do a few of these because there's like one or two bits of news that occur during the day that like gives you a little sense of where things are going but you still don't have a complete sense of where it's going to end up right so i just want to before we get to the news of the day i just want to update you on a couple of things that i've heard um just sort of poking around on my vacation which is uh the heat seems sort of oddly confident right now, or at least the people I'm speaking to. And I'm not saying it's high level people. It's a couple of high level people are just telling me what they're eating for breakfast. They're not really giving me anything right now. The heat are being a little silent about that stuff, but I can tell you others in the organization feel like something good's going to happen. And I wish I could tell you what, <laughs> but I don't even know that they know. I just think that there's a sense that they're going to come out of this with someone. So we'll see. Of course, the two players that everybody's talking about the most are Kevin Durant, and Donovan Mitchell, Kyrie Irving is kind of in their third. And I just wanted to make one other point before we go forward. 
because we did an episode yesterday, essentially talking about teams in the East. Uh, Alex identified the Sixers as a team that had passed the heat. And so uh, he's not paying attention. I, just, I did I, not. I, I just, I, I just not. went, I just wanted to slip that in. Uh, so that people saw that as kind of a morbid episode. Like I got a lot of commentary about that. Like we're talking about how the heater do we're not talking about the heater doing the wrong thing. We're just saying th- that we're just holding it, up a mirror back to heat Twitter. That basically well, what we're saying is if they don't get one of these guys, then yes, there are problems against some of the teams in the East, particularly Boston, Milwaukee, uh, that have gotten better. And so we're just trying to be realistic about that, but it doesn't mean the heat don't have a plan. And the other point that I wanted to make here is I went through the free agent list, the guys who've signed so far. Okay. 22 of the top 25 free agents in terms of salary have re-signed with their own teams. Almost nobody has changed teams right now. Okay. And the number one free agent in terms of total salary that changed teams was Jalen Brunson, who most NBA fans a year ago couldn't tell you who he was, okay? The number two, in terms of total money changing teams, was the Heat's P.J. Tucker, who went to Philadelphia. And I'm saying that to emphasize the Heat really haven't missed on anything. Like, nothing's happened in free agency. Like, Levine, Beal, Harden, they went back to their own teams. And most of the other guys, and we're talking about Marvin Bagley, who's basically been a bust, got the eighth biggest contract so far in free agency. It's a very weak free agent class. This was always going to be about the trade market. And a lot of those guys on the trade market beyond sort of these top three we talk about, Durant, Mitchell, and Kyrie, they're still potentially available. And there are other players who could be available after some of these trades are made and players are shipped to teams that they really weren't anticip- that we really weren't anticipating they would go to and maybe freeze up somebody else. And so I just want to be clear on that. This is not to say that this is going to work out for the Heat. We don't know that yet. But I'm just saying I don't really – it's not like, like they've missed the train completely and everybody's signed somewhere else. Everybody's just re-signed with their own teams. The one guy who didn't was P.J. And here's the thing. If P.J. If – if they had paid P.J. what he wanted, they would have hard-capped and they would not be in a position right now to go after Durant uh, or these other guys. So as much as I think we all wanted P.J. to stay – not really much was, was lost, and there really wasn't much you could do if you wanted to go for the whales. So I'm saying all that to get to the news of the day, and I'll pivot to Alex on this. And the big news was that DeAndre Ayton signed to an offer sheet with the Indiana Pacers, which we were waiting for because it kind of it, basically it takes him out of play as a trade candidate to Brooklyn for Durant because Phoenix, obviously, one of the two teams that Durant had wanted to go to or the report said he wanted to go to, Ayton signed there and then ended up getting matched by Phoenix within like five minutes. They had 48 hours. The Suns essentially, they paid him less than they would have if they had signed him to the extension he wanted before. But by doing it this way, our old friend James Jones, to essentially save Robert Sarver money, they've taken themselves out of the Kevin Durant sweepstakes. Is that is that not your perception of it, Alex? Pretty much. I mean... I'm not 100% sure that they're all the way out of the Suns thing. Like, I'm just not sure that a package without Aiden, even if you're throwing in as many picks as possible, is enough. It could be, though, because you know that, I mean, it's been said that he was pushing his way towards Phoenix, at least towards the beginning of when this all happened. So maybe that type of package, if you throw in the right amount of draft capital, I'm not sure how many uh, they can offer specifically, then it might be enough. But I do think it takes them out considerably uh, when you're comparing where they were before. Right. Like at least before, like, Aiden, you know, he's a former number one pick who uh, 
really was already a uh, very productive playoff player for them, right? Like was a was a very good player throughout their finals run. And I just think like he's really blossomed into a two-way big, even though he had those concerns early on. Not that he's um, uh, necessarily Rudy Gobert as a rim protector or anything like that, but he's a pretty solid player. So, you know, uh, good for him on signing that offer sheet. And I think the Suns just had no other choice than to match at that point, right? Like you can't let the number one pick, who was your third best player, just walk for nothing. Like you really can. Like I'm sure they had already uh, looked through some sign and trade op uh, options and it just nothing came to fruition there. But like at that point, you can't just let them walk for nothing, right? I don't know. Like I just, regardless of this Aiden thing though, I think that they, I'm just not sure what it does to Durant's trade market now because I'm looking at it like, does that make teams in the East, like uh, let's say the Raptors more or less likely to throw more into the deal now, right? I would probably say less just because the, you know, since it's one less team in the market right now, uh, it probably puts less pressure on teams like the Raptors, teams like the Heat to offer more. But I don't know if my read on that is wrong. It could be the other way around. Where it's like, okay, now's our time to pounce. I know the Heat are trying to, but um, it, it just makes me a little bit concerned. It's like, are, is another East team now going to start stepping in with a better offer? But Alex, the question is who could and, and where would he go, right? So I, let, let, let's look at the Eastern Conference specifically, and then I'll get to Brady on some of this stuff, and we're going to talk some basketball fit stuff. But if you look at the Eastern Conference and the teams that could conceivably make an, an offer for Durant, I think he's more likely to stay in Brooklyn than to go to the majority of them. Like, I, I feel it's more likely that the Nets will try to work something so. out with him in the next month because you look at the East. Okay, so let, let's go through the list. Okay, he ain't going to New York, right? Okay. You're not going to Philadelphia. They can't make that happen. We don't believe he's going to Boston. We think their team is set. I don't think, well, I, I you're, you're giving me the eye. It's possible to Brad Stevens Sleeper. can look at that if he's, if he's going to trade Jalen, I guess. But I don't think that's necessarily going to happen. He's not going to Atlanta. Uh, he's not going to go play right now for the franchise in Orlando or Detroit or Charlotte. Uh, or, DC. or D.C. for sure, even though obviously he has ties to D.C. And he's Cleveland. Hinted at that. He's not going to Cleveland. He's not going to follow the LeBron thing to Cleveland, right? Not Charlotte. Right. So what are we really talking about here? Toronto? It's Toronto and then Boston as a sleeper team. And then I guess in the West, you still got the Pelicans as a sleeper. They end up deciding to offer Ingram and a whole load of, of Do you think other young guys. Do you think Memphis could be a sleeper here? You said Memphis? I mean, I, I think Memphis could make a very attractive. There's some, look, sometimes there's a team that comes out of nowhere. The Kawhi situation was a I think it would be the, the Pelicans or the Celtics in this case. And then I think the Raptors are kind of there along with the Heat and the Suns. But could, right couldn't now. the Grizzlies – You I'm, know, just from what it sounds like. But, Alex, couldn't the Grizzlies make a compelling – Like, okay, here's the thing. Toronto was not in the mix for Kawhi. If you remember, when, when he was with San Antonio, there were like six teams mentioned. He was going to go to Southern California. He had a list. Toronto was not on the list. They came out of nowhere. In retrospect, it made sense, and it worked. He won a championship. But I'm just looking at, okay, people would say he wouldn't play in a market like Memphis. He played in OKC for a decade, right? Um, would he not want to play with John Morant? Would the Grizzlies not be? I'm just trying to find a team out there we're not talking. I mean, OKC is interesting, obviously, and Griffin would want to get in there. But I'm Golden just looking State. at team. Which one? Golden State. Well, he can't do that now, right? I mean, it looks awful. I mean, if they hadn't won, then yes, again, I guess. But you can't. It, legacy wise, Brady, he can't. I he can't. He can't. I mean, they, can, they could, but they it could trade the pieces won't. for him, but they, they have the pieces. And if he's just about winning rings and it's not about the legacy part, then he could do it. 
But what's the purpose could, of the rings, Brady, without the legacy at this point for him? Like he, he did that already. No, it's fair. It's fair. But it just comes down to, would you rather be the nice guy and go to Memphis and fall short to Golden State? Or would you rather go to Golden State again and win? Like, I feel like that's a debate to be had as well. Right. Okay. So let's look at Memphis more specific. I'm just trying to come up with teams that may blindside us. Okay. Because we're talking about Miami and we're saying Phoenix is out of it. Thinking Who about KD, Zion, and CJ right now. And I don't know. That's yep. that one sounds well, like if Zion, team. if Zion doesn't eat his way out of the league, sure. But like, what would let, let's look at it this way Kevin, you start with Kevin Durant and John Morant. Okay. I'm and, and yeah. so, I mean, would they have to trade triple, you know, Jaron Jackson Jr.? Would they have to trade Desmond Bain? Would they have to? Uh, there are a lot of pieces there still. Like, you, you could. They've drafted exceptionally well, and they're I, I, and look, it's a city that would take to him. Okay, they love they love that team there when that team is good. Um, it's a lot like OKC in terms of the way they embrace their team, and they haven't gotten over the hump. Like I'm just I'm looking at teams that are would be compelling. I, I think the Pelicans are for sure, um, and Griffin will be aggressive uh, for sure. But I'm just trying to find teams that that I'm because. Otherwise, it seems to me right now, like the Heat are in a competition with the Nets. Like it's like it's either going to be the Heat or the Nets keep him. That's that's say, what it feels I, like to me. I really don't see it that way, and I, I don't know if that's just me. You know what I'm saying? Because I think it would be extremely anticlimactic. Like that would just be the worst if KD and Kyrie weren't moved. Like after all of this, right? Especially when we already got that pump fake earlier with the whole Kyrie thing, and then he opted in. We all thought that it was that the saga was over, and, and I said that it was anticlimactic then. I mean, I can't imagine if that would actually happen, but really I don't think it is. It doesn't seem like, you know, the sides when it comes to the front office and the star players there have spoken to each other since the team was swept in the first round. That was a long time ago, man. And I know that, like, stuff like this has been resolved late in the offseason, sometimes early in the season in the past. I just think with the guys that they are specifically, like, it seems like their mind is made up uh, I don't buy that report that came out from the New York Post and not, you know, like. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. Taking a shot at them specifically, but the whole thing where like Kyrie would play there regardless, like I think maybe that would be the case if the Nets had paid up but they did it like they let him just opt into the one year because they didn't want to give him a long-term deal. So uh, I kind of just don't buy the thing that they're going to end up back in Brooklyn. It seems like they're, it's too far gone now. It seems like the sides have broken up. And I just think 
there's so many teams out there bidding for KD and it's all about where he wants to go despite him being, you know, signed for four years. But are there, I guess, I guess that's my question. Are there that many teams really bidding? Because some of this feels like reporters carrying water. Like I'm sure teams have bid, but like I said, I just think like that they probably are not going to take offers that they maybe would just to, you know, like, uh, get Kevin Durant his way. Like, I just don't think they're going to send but, but, him but, but to, that's, but like that's, a Portland or something or a, a bad situation for him. But I get that. But I, see, that's part of my point. I know they were working with him on it, but I, I get a sense. And of course, he'll end up getting traded tomorrow while I'm on a train. Okay. But I get a sense this is going to drag out. I, I do because I, I just think that it, it's in that's interest at this point, I think to just hold on to him. I mean, he's, he's under, I mean, he's under contract. Um, and and you well, let's pivot to Kyrie for a second a, a little that's bit. The, because, that's the thing because if like unless you're just gonna say like oh we're gonna hold on to the KD thing for now we're gonna put a pause on it and we're gonna sell on Kyrie in the meantime like there's no way I think he would want to play without Kyrie and then the other thing is like if you don't sell on Kyrie then then he's on a one year deal like he becomes less and less valuable even though he's an expiring contract like i think teams are going to be less willing to trade for him as time goes on because it's going to be such a short rental no, i just I, think i just think the time is on their side with the kd thing and the reason i wanted to say was that the they're going to be getting majority of picks back like this isn't going to be as much as they say the scotty barnes type player i just can't see them getting that type of player like the the towns Anthony Edwards package and who's thrown out there with all those picks. Like that's not happening. They're going to get a whole bunch of picks. So they're not in a rush to grab a certain player before the season and integrate them. They're, they're just going to waste their wait time out, get a bunch of picks probably by the end of it, whatever the best offer is. So I just feel like I agree with Ethan there. Like th- this is probably is going to drag out. And I don't know how that plays into Miami's kind of current state where they are. I think it's interesting because it feels like uh, I, I could see this dragging out their training camp, but it just feels like at that point it gets really uncomfortable because I can't actually see KD or Kyrie playing in a Nets uniform again, even in training camp. I mean, I don't know. They love basketball. I know like they, they love the game. So maybe they would actually suit up and, and just go play. I can't see them actually playing during the season or anything like that. It feels like it's just, this is uh, they're too far gone. Like I said earlier, and it seems like not only is Sean Marks done with this whole situation, but Josiah is right. And I'm obviously not exactly tuned into the net situation. I do have one friend who, who I've been going to over and over who talks to guys over there. Uh, and it just seems like, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like what, they're on two completely separate sides at this point. And, and like neither side has really gone closer to, to a resolution. And I think, it really is in everybody's best interest to get this to a quicker resolution than a longer one, even though what you guys are saying is true that because they have KD under contract for four years, um, they can be picky with the offers. I just think uh, with media day coming and the New York media over there, like they probably just want to get rid of that whole situation before. I mean, what's the point? What's the point of letting it drag out? Well, just take let, the best offer. Well, let's speak to the situation a little bit. And then after the break, we're going to get into everything that's going on with Donovan Mitchell. Cause I, I think that the media plays into everything right now, because you've got two teams that are involved, the Knicks and the Nets in these negotiations that the Knicks obviously with Mitchell and, and obviously the Nets with, with Durant and, and Kyrie that's muddling it a little bit because the media does play into this. For instance, like Frank Isola reporting today that, potentially, and obviously he's a New York media guy, but I know he has a relationship with the Nets front office. I know I've known Frank a long time. 
and and basically him saying that Kyrie for Lowry was back on the table. Okay. And I mean, that's something that I think most Heat fans, based on just where they are in their respective careers, would make the trade. The question is whether or not, uh, and obviously Jimmy, very, very close with Kyle. We know that. That's why Kyle's in Miami. Uh, but also he has a good relationship with Kyrie. I mean, he always has. And so, you know, you talk about that situation and you're kind of like, okay, from just a talent perspective, where they are in their careers, you take Kyrie. Do you want to deal with the peripherals with Kyrie uh, and everything else? Does this organization want to deal with that? And so I just think that the, the stuff that's coming out of New York, it, you always have to be careful with it because everything is kind of embellished and amplified. That's no disrespect to any of them, but there's just so many, it's actually respect. There's so many media voices up there that are trying to get, uh, get scoops and get attention. All right. Uh, after the break, we're going to talk about Donovan Mitchell because this plays into it too, because it does feel like one move may limit the other, the heat's ability to do something or may help the heat's ability to do it. So we'll get into that in a second. Before we do, one type another great sponsor of the five reasons sports network. That's our friend, Mark Brown, M A R C Brown PA.com. I always give you the C there. Uh, so make sure you check out that website. He's at nine, five, four, five, six, six, five, six, seven, eight, nine, five, four, five, six, six, five, six, seven, eight. Mark is based in North Lauderdale, just North of Cypress Creek off of Andrews. And here's the thing. He can help you with a couple of different things. First, um, you need an estate plan. Okay. If you have a family, you especially need an estate plan, sit down with Mark. We'll go through it with you. It's not expensive. It's not that complicated when he explains it to you. He did it for me. Okay. So go to markbrownpa.com. And the other thing that you can do with Mark there, who, by the way, is a big Miami heat fan uh, beyond all that. So while you're filling out what you might find to be boring forms, you can talk a little basketball. Uh, he also has a title company right there in house. So if you got any kind of a real estate closing that's coming up, you're on either side of the deal, reach out to Mark. He'll handle that for you. And he's done that for me twice. So I can, I can reference Mark here uh, as completely professional, easy to deal with. It's a great small office. They get back to you. 954-566-5678, 954-566-5678 or markbrownpa.com. Let's talk briefly. And obviously we're going to have more on this tomorrow, unless something happens overnight about uh, the Donovan Mitchell situation and the report by Andy Larson, who's a reporter out in, in the Utah market, essentially saying that the jazz, well, a few things, one, the jazz, like Max Struess, uh, we haven't talked about this much, but I, I mentioned it on our off the floor feed and thanks to everybody for getting us close to 500 subscribers. I mentioned that, that Max Struess and Gabe Vincent can't make deals. In other words, they, they don't have enough. There's not, they're not worth enough in terms of contractually, to get the heat anywhere, to get a deal done that way. But they can be sweeteners, and we've discussed that. There may be a team that views them a certain way. And I can tell you, I talked to a former NBA general manager today. He's no longer running a team, but he used to. And I asked him, I said, where would other teams value those two guys? And they said they would value, he said he believed he would, they would value them as kind of late first round, early second round picks. These are two undrafted guys. And the reason they wouldn't be valued higher is because both of them are a little older for quote unquote young players, and they may have hit close to their ceiling and the heat might've already gotten to them close to their ceilings where it might be hard for another team to get them further, but they have proven themselves as rotation players on a team that went to the Eastern conference finals. And so they're not considered to be undrafted type, you know, equivalents anymore. They're more considered to be late first, early seconds. When you think of that, you can think of a guy like a Struce or a Vincent as maybe being the final piece in a deal. Okay. Give him, give us him. Okay. And we'll see it and, and maybe we'll make the deal. So I just wanted to mention that because Larson reported that one of the guys that the jazz like is Struess. Um, And, you know, if that's going to happen, 
Shrews and Robinson are going out. That's a lot of your shooting. Um, the other thing that he reported today of significance was that, uh, and, and I thought this is, is basically the Jazz don't really, uh, R.J. Barrett's not on the table for them right now at this point, at least with the Knicks, but they want the majority of the Knicks' eight first-round picks plus pick swaps plus Quentin Grimes and a bunch of other young players on the Knicks roster. So I'll just ask this question, and we're not going to dwell on this a lot tonight. I'll go to you first, Brady. Is Donovan Mitchell worth all that? Like, I mean, if you're the Heat, like, how do you even, because we know they got to unlock more pick swaps with OKC, et cetera. But is he, is he even, I mean, he's a really good player. He's not a top 10 player in the league. I mean, you were talking about, I mean, that's a ton of, of draft capital. Yeah, if you're saying, if we're talking about that specific deal, and there's reports going constantly about different avenues of this. Like, we're talking about this one with the majority of the Knicks picks. I know earlier in the day uh, from Ian Begley, there was something that the, uh, the Knicks and Jazz were not close to even making a deal at this stage. So, like, there's reports flying everywhere at this part. But uh, the majority of New York's eight first-round picks, and let's just say that's Miami can't get up to, to that range, but that's a Kevin Durant-type deal. And that's what I said before this podcast. Like, now we're equalizing. We were saying before that Durant is throwing the entire farm, you know, at that specific player, and Donovan Mitchell's the fallback plan where you have to give up less. I don't know if you're giving up that much less because you can't give up that much more for Kevin Durant if you're just comparing the two. Uh, is he worth it? I want to say in when we're talking about the Struce thing, the reason I feel like there, I would push back a little bit on the idea of them kind of adding that extra piece is let's just say they unlock the pit, their picks and they get that Thunder pick unlocked and they have the picks unlocked and it's similar to what the Knicks are doing. A Struce or a Gabe type for me is not going to be the decision maker on a deal working or not working. Like if it gets down to the end and they have the pick sitting there, like there's just no way that they're going to be able to pull it off the table because the mic's not offering Struce. Like, I just feel like that may be a small aspect, but it, it's hard for me to see that that'll be the persuasive element of this type of trade. Uh, but I do, I will say that uh, I think Donovan Mitchell is obviously an upgrade over Tyler hero. I've said that before. I think heroes the is, uh, we've talked about what he can become internal development, but I think he definitely is an upgrade. When you're talking majority of eight first round picks, I think that's where there's a little bit of a halt. Uh, but this stuff's going to move. I don't think that's where the, the line will eventually be drawn, but I feel like they're also setting the bar extremely high because the Jazz's second best player they just traded got five first round picks essentially. So they're going to say majority of a team's eight first round picks where you're talking about your best player. So that's the way this stuff's going to go. I don't know how... Uh, I also want to say with the Struce, I just want to add as well, like we're talking about the Knicks offer of a bunch of picks and, and, and some really young guys. Like Struce or Gabe doesn't even fit their timeline. Like I understand the idea right. of a sweetener, and, but it, it, that just type of stuff is not going to hold up a deal. The thing that'll hold up a deal is if they have enough picks, if they can unlock that Thunder pick uh, and whoever goes out the door to make salary work and the young assets. But uh, it just comes down to, I guess, New York and Miami at this stage, as we've been, as we've been saying, the Durant thing is other teams entering. This is kind of feels like a two man race of just whoever has the better uh, package, I guess, by the end of it, by the time they pull the trigger. Yeah, it, it does feel. And I don't think we would have said this a week ago, Alex, but it feels like the, the guy who is going to move is Mitchell. And the guy who may not move is Durant. I, I know you feel like he is. I, you're rolling your eyes. I know we're not doing this. I'm not rolling my eyes. I just, I just I, it's but, funny you see it like so different because we all like usually agree a lot here. And I just don't, don't see it that way at all. Like I'm, I'm expecting KD and Kyrie to get moved. And Mitchell just, it, it feels like it keeps heading towards that direction. I, I mean, 
if I, it does feel like they're all going to get moved at this point, to be honest. So that's a good thing, right? But that's where we're setting up. And we'll do more on this tomorrow if there's more news. Is that this is setting up like a game of musical chairs. And I think what Heat fans are paralyzed with fear about is that they're going to be the ones stuck without a chair. Like that, that's the sense I get, but I can tell you, and I don't know if this makes you feel any better. Okay. This is not a report. Okay. Or anything like that. This doesn't need to be aggregated, but I'm just telling you that the heat people I talk to, and these are not inner circle people. Okay. When I have inner circle stuff, I go strong with it. These are not inner circle people. Okay. But the people who are, who talk to the inner circle people who I communicate with and have known for two and a half decades, they seem kind of confident right now. And like more so than the heat fans on Twitter do. And and so that gives me a little bit of confidence that, you know, I've used these two words before and I was a few months early. Something's coming. Have a good night, everybody. Uh, Check out our sponsors, betteredge.com backslash five reasons. Get your 20 bucks prize picks. Use that code five F I V E. Reach out to markbrownpa.com. We always mention therapist, therapist preferred for your premium CBD, 5RSN for your 25% off. Have a good night, everybody. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.